Well, good morning, friends. Welcome to Monday, November the 21st. It's Thanksgiving week, and uh, I'm looking forward to this week. I hope you are too. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today for Monday. My day is just getting started. My nose is stuffy, and I can't figure out why I've got this sinus pressure, but it is what it is. If I sound uh, if I sound sick, I'm, I don't feel so sick as I sound, but we had a great day yesterday. Thank God for a wonderful day at Emmanuel, our, really our Thanksgiving Sunday. Uh, in the morning, we studied John 10, the very end of John 10, and just an amazing thing that Jesus did in terms of fulfilling Old Testament, um, and, and quite a subtext to the conversation he's having with the, with the Pharisees, with the leaders. So uh, if you missed that, that'll go live tonight at 7, and it's also on the archive. I hope you'll catch up with us. Um, secondly, I want to say I hope you have a, a happy Thanksgiving week. We, we're going to go two days this week for Enough for Today, uh, just today and tomorrow, and then take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a break. Um, I think my voice needs it, number one, but it's also Thanksgiving, and, um, and so I think it's good for all of us. So take a break. Uh, be around family, help around the house, do what you're going to do, but but uh, keep the Lord first in it and thank Him. But then last night we had a night of worship, and uh, if you didn't get to join us on online, or I mean uh, in person, then I hope you'll see it online. It was a beautiful time, about an hour and 10 minutes worth of music, and then uh, about 15 or 20 minutes of celebrating the Lord's table together. Um, then we ended with a couple songs. It was just a great time, but... Uh, it was a wonderful time of fellowship as well. So thankful for our church family and thankful for you. So thank you for joining me today. We left off Friday with God bringing us through hardship. It's Psalm 66, verses 1 through 7 um, is make a joyful noise, celebrate. Um, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11 is basically praise God even though uh, we go through difficult times. And praise Him because He has brought us through. Praise Him because we know He is bringing us through. And ultimately, one day, He will bring us through. I love how verse 11 and verse 12 ends. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads and went through the fire, through the water, but Thou broughtest us into a wealthy place. It's kind of, uh, hearing Old Testament people talk about God bringing them through difficulty would be sort of like in scope, in scale. It, and, and our hardship as well falls into this kind of metaphor. My grandson, Augie, is four, and I came up to the house the other day, and he was here for the afternoon. Um, uh, Nana was watching him, so I gave him a big hug, and he wasn't in school, and I thought, well, that's unusual. He's normally in school today, and uh, he was kind of sad, and I said, Augie, is everything okay? Are you, are you sick? And he said, I got shots, and Dana looked at me, and she poached her lip out, and she said, yeah, he got his shots today. I said, oh, you got shots? Are you okay? He said, yeah. I said, are your arms sore? He said, a little bit. Uh, I said, were you brave? Yeah. I said, did you cry? Yeah. Um, now, what is that? That's a loving mother. You know, set aside the talk about the politics and the personal opinions about um, inoculations and, and uh, shots for kids. That's that's not what I'm driving at. Okay, so if you're sitting there, you know, already debating me about this, let it go. Anyway, um, what what I am thinking, I'm trying to bring about is that the, Augie's mom loves him, brings him through a moment of hardship that she believes is good for him or best for him and is going to preserve 
or make him safer. So whether that's stitches, whether that's my chemotherapy, whether that's a child getting shots, we know what it means in life to lead someone through momentary pain for long-term gain. Uh, for just a moment of displeasure or a moment of discomfort for something much greater and much more wonderful. God is really good at fixing, at correcting the scales. Whatever sorrow, whatever hardship, whatever difficulty you are, you've been through or are presently going through, it does not compare to the glory to be revealed hereafter. It has not entered into the heart or mind of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him, to those that follow him. He allows us to go through hardship, but he, on the back end, makes it more than worth it, beyond worth it, exponentially swings the pendulum into the positive, and we can trust him to do so. Well, we pick up today in verse 13, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Verses 13, 14, and 15 are the response of a person that's been led through, that's been safely uh, transitioned from hardship into blessing from uh, suffering into wealth and prosperity and safety and provision. What is the natural response of a heart that is following Jesus? Well, you might grieve for a while. You might lament for some seasons. You might go through some dark or, or difficult times. But ultimately and eventually, you're going to want to worship him because he's going to prove himself to be exceedingly and exceptionally good in your life. And what is the response when you want to worship him, it is, I want to love you. I want to express my love to you. And for the Old Testament worshiper, that love was expressed through the burnt offerings, through the atonement, the sin offerings, the uh, the gratitude offerings, the, the free will. It was expressed through tithes. It was expressed through the fulfilling the promises that the follower of God made, the vows that the follower of God made going through the difficulty. This is not uh, an obligatory kind of worship. This is an anticipatory. This is now that I'm safe, now that I'm secure, now that you've brought me through this, I want to even more lavishly love you back, God. I want to even more abundantly pour my life out to you. What is the equivalent of New Testament thinking when it comes to burnt offerings, vows, um, burnt sacrifices, incense of rams, and bullocks, and goats? All of these were expressions of love. And through the New Testament lens and through the experience of the New Testament church, it's the offerings of our lives. It's the offerings of our, our tithes, our giving to the, the kingdom, the church of Jesus that flourishes and grows through our generosity. Uh, it, it is the expression of service uh, through our church family, to our church family, to our Christian friends, to our neighbors, to our community. It's, it's giving ourselves to the work that God is doing in present day out of love, saying, Lord, I love you, and so I'm going to serve you in this way. I'm thinking uh, last night during our night of worship, there were kids workers and there were nursery workers that volunteered to serve 
so that a large number of people in our church family could spend an hour and 20 minutes or whatever worshiping Jesus and celebrating, commemorating, remembering the Lord's table. Their service rendered in love is sort of the equivalent of what we're reading about. Uh, The worshiper that is overflowing in the deliverance and the joy and the goodness of God as we should be continually just turns around and out of free will says, God, I want to bless you. I want to serve you. I want to say I love you too. So my friend, this week and every week, live a life that says I love you too. Well, happy Monday. Have a great day and a great week. And I'll see you tomorrow.